There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yes, yes. Welcome into the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. I am your host, Tim McKernan, and uh, it is my pleasure today to bring you an interview we just recorded. Of course, I'm assuming you're listening to this on May 13th, 2020. If not, then we recorded it a while back. But May 13th, 2020 with Blues General Manager Doug Armstrong. And uh, I think there is uh, a good amount of information here for Blues fans on not only the start-slash-restart of the regular season or skipping right ahead to uh, a playoff structure, um, but also Alex Petrangelo. I think you get a lot of context, and I think you are going to come away, and I don't know, maybe you won't, but I think you're going to come away um, with a sense of at least what the organization's intentions are with Petrangelo. So, with that said, very grateful to Doug Armstrong for joining me here on the show. Uh, he is presented on the Tim McKernan Show by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Online at evergreenstl.com. Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies presents our guests every week on the show. And when we started the podcast in uh, October of 2017, what we had been doing up until the pandemic was a new interview with a new guest almost every week. I think we had a couple of two-parters, um, and usually they were like an hour, hour and a half long, in-depth interviews. And they would, God, I would say 95% of them be uh, in person because it's just been my experience to do those kinds of interviews. You get more when you are in person. Well, we can't do that. I have not been inside the KFNS studios since like the first week of February. Um, the m part of that being doing the show from spring training for February and March. And then, of course, uh, the station has uh, shut down the studios uh, to as many people as possible to minimize the number of people in the building. So that has left us with the inability to do in-person interviews, can do them over Zoom, can do them over the phone. Uh, I'm trying to save those hour, hour and a half interviews for when we can get back in the studio and can do in-person interviews. But in the meantime, want to get back into the interviews, and they'll be more topical now than, than they had been, uh, you know, for the first two and a half years or so of the show. Uh, and so there's uh, nothing more topical for St. Louis area sports fans than um, the return of the defending Stanley Cup champions to the ice, the number one seed in the Western Conference, and uh, how that's going to look. And the Blues general manager, Doug Armstrong, uh, certainly gave us uh, his perspective on not only what he thinks it's going to look like as far as a playoff structure, but uh, also uh, what the conversations have been like with his staff and his players as the team um, has not been together on the ice for a couple of months at this point, plus his perspective on Alex Petrangelo. And honestly, when, uh, when I let uh, people know on social media and on uh, the Ryan Kelly morning after that we were doing this interview, I would say about half of the questions pertain to Petrangelo. And, of course, I think everybody knows. It's not like he's going to, you know, 
go into detail with numbers and negotiations and his position and their position and so forth. That would not necessarily be an optimal strategy for getting something done. Um, but I have to tell you, I was, uh, I was, I, I thought we got, uh, he gave us a lot of information on his perspective and history with Petrangelo and how he visualizes things. So I'm curious what people come away from uh, when they hear his answer. Uh, you're welcome to tweet at me, at T. McKernan, uh, at Tim McKernan Show on Twitter also is another Twitter handle, uh, the TMA fan page on Facebook, and uh, also you can email me at tmckernan at insidestl.com. Uh, pass the interview around, subscribe to the Tim McKernan Show, and we have these kinds of interviews for you. We have plenty of them. If you're a Blues fan, my goodness, uh, the in-depth Stanley Cup uh, recaps uh, with Maroon, with Kelly Chase, um, with Cam Jansen and Reed Lowe, with Doug Armstrong, with Craig Berube. Uh, am I leaving anybody out, Gangster Pete? I feel like we had like this month and a half of like hour and a half long interviews that were just ridiculous, recapping everything. And you hit, you hit the on. most of them. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was They're just very so emotional. good. Yeah, you got emotional during the recording of some of them. So uh, those are evergreen. I mean, if you want to, it's like any time like Fox Sports Midwest or the NHL Network show in a Blues playoff game from last year, I'm like, ah, I got to go back and I got to watch it. And it takes me back, puts me in a happy place to think that it was a, about a year ago that the the Blues were beating up on the Sharks after, the, uh, who was it, Burns, Thornton, and Carlson kind of laughed about the hand pass and then they never won another game. <laughs> that puts me in a good spot. And, of course, we'll be celebrating the anniversary of the uh, Stanley Cup win here over the next few weeks. So with all of that said, if you want to experience that, we have those interviews for you on the Tim McKernan Show podcast. So subscribe, give us positive reviews, spread the word around. I think you'll be happy with the content. Plus, you're welcome to send in questions, opinions, anytime for our questions from the audience podcast that we record as well. T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies is online at EvergreenSTL.com. He is someone I, with a major recommendation, uh, tell people to uh, do business with. He is just somebody I've been very impressed with as I've gotten to know him. And if you are looking for a financial advisor, he is the person that I recommend. 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, presents our guest. Our guest this week, Doug Armstrong of the St. Louis Blues. Uh, Pete is actually in the studios. I am in my basement. Doug Armstrong, I would imagine, is at his home. Uh, but either way, Ryan Kelly of thehomeloanexpert.com is the sponsor of our studios, wherever they may be. And even during the pandemic, they are still closing loans, whether it be to buy a home or to refinance. How do I know? Well, I refinanced with Ryan and his staff about a month ago. And I was initially a little hesitant because I'm like, well, how are things going to work during the pandemic? People are quarantined. Is it going to be something that is even feasible? The answer to that is yes, I did it. Uh, as far as how it worked, everything was done via email. And e-signing documents minus closing and if you're like, well, I don't really want to go out and close in an office and sit across from people and sign documents and all of that, uh, my wife and I arrived around 11 o'clock. We were out of the office by 11:12, and it couldn't have gone any smoother. And plus, perhaps most importantly, it saved us 20%, and it was so easy. TheHomeLoanExpert.com. There's a reason why the business keeps growing because of their customer service, because of the way that staff operates. It's Ryan Kelly, TheHomeLoanExpert.com. Speaking of customer service, James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency is my insurance agent. 
So it's very easy to talk about James Carlton and why my wife and I made the switch. Uh, we were just so impressed with him, and when I got a chance to meet his staff and see how many people he employed to make sure that things ran smoothly at his State Farm Insurance Agency in Webster Groves, I thought, well, there is a difference here. This this isn't just, you know, every insurance agent's the same. I think a lot of people wind up signing up with somebody who's kind of a friend or a family member. Or their parents have done business with them, so they just do. But there is a difference. And when my wife and I ran into some issues with uh, our basement getting uh, flooded and damaged last uh, spring, James Carlton was on top of it. Uh, we've had issues where we just somehow forgot that we had a payment due in a couple of weeks, and James and his staff were on top of it. And they'll do it by text message and, and email, something, you know, not like they're just calling all the time and annoying you. It's the way that people communicate in 2020, or at least most people. And I recommend it uh, because I noticed the customer service difference, and that's why I switched. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton State Farm. He is my insurance agent, and so I recommend him in a major way. Uh, it is now time for us to present to you the Blues General Manager, Doug Armstrong. Doug, thanks so much for joining me. I appreciate your time. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So I, I, I know the, the main question, and it's, it's there's only so much we can get into because things change, and, and also there are, there are conversations that are going on behind the scenes. But anytime you talk with a hockey fan, you talk with an NBA fan, NFL fan, Major League Baseball fan, golf fan, whatever, they want to know when and how will the games return. So in your conversations with, with people around the league, uh, what is your confidence level that the NHL will resume the 2019-2020 season? I'm fairly confident. Uh, I know that the commissioner and the NHLPA are working together to come up with a formula that will allow us to uh, crown a champion. Uh, I mean, the way that, that I, I uh, view it is that you work from uh, the last possible day you can play and work your way back to, uh, and that tells you how many games you can play. Like if we could go uh, early June, which we, I know we can't, you could probably finish the regular season. Then you get to certain dates where you have to chop off teams uh, just to, to compete. Uh, but right now, I know there there's a lot of talk about uh, a 2014 playoff. That's the the latest one. So they, I think they've they've come to the realization that they probably can't get all 31 teams to finish their season. Uh, and then if that doesn't work out, you can always go to 16. Uh, my personal belief is that I think you could get to eight teams. That puts a lot of uh, validity into into uh, you know 85% of the regular season. That gives you three rounds to, to crown a champion. Uh, after that, I think it it might not be uh, in the in in the best interest of everyone involved. But uh, the commissioner and the and the PA are working on that, and uh, so I'm hopeful that uh, mid mid to late summer we can get back on the ice and finish this year. And so when 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 people look at the idea of a a 24 team playoff for the Blues being tops in the Western Conference, how would that impact you guys? Well, I, I think that that's what the um, the details that they're working on is there uh, uh, do teams do the top uh, eight teams get a buy and the other 16 right. obviously play for for eight spots and then you get down to to your 16 uh, you know then there's a the concern that those teams have had you know three to five games to play and you're coming in without a game in in, in five or six months and is that fair to you so there's a lot of things that have to happen behind the scenes and I know they're working on that but um, so I, I would say that there'll be a formula where where the where the 85 percent of the regular season is rewarded in, in the sense that uh, the top teams are, I think are going to certainly make that that final 16. 
And the other element that has been discussed uh, is pod cities, essentially. So the Central Division uh, playing against Central Division teams in the playoffs and playing in different pod cities. Is that consistent with what your understanding is, what we have seen reported in a variety of publications? Yeah, I would think that the, the philosophy is that the quickest way to get back is to is to get into uh, a small group of cities. Uh, I don't want to say sequester everyone, but get everybody under one roof uh, and then play out from there. And uh, whether it's two or four cities, I think that's something that they're 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 debating now. Can you can you do it in two cities? Do you need four cities? Uh, and I'm not. I wouldn't be totally. You know, I think it's 100 percent that it has to be in division. I think it could be in conference. Okay. Um, because if you're going to a city, it doesn't really matter, you know, uh, the travel is, you, you, you like those divisional games for travel purposes. That's obviously not a, not an issue. Uh, so there's a lot of different scenarios. I think that they can look at to, to try and, uh, have the best teams, uh, have the best opportunity to, to crown a champion. And so w- with the blues playing as well as you guys were playing when things shut down a couple of months ago, a couple of months, nearly to the day, uh, as we're having our conversation, um, and then on top of it, getting healthy with, with, of course, Tarasenko certainly at the top of that list. What have you guys been doing as an organization over the last 60 or so days to attempt to try to keep as much as you possibly can control, keep that momentum from how strong you were playing for whenever it is that the team would return to the ice? How do you manage something that is unprecedented? Yeah, and that, that's been the, uh, I'm going to say, frustrating or difficult uh, thing that's going on. Like uh, when, when we went to the pause, uh, everyone was basically went to their corner and, and told to sequester. Uh, and so we haven't seen the players in, in that amount of time. Uh, Craig's had contact with them. Uh, our strength and conditioning coaches sent out uh, exercises they can do with or without weights to try and stay in conditioning. Uh, but it's you know you're just relying on the professionalism of your team, and we're we're fortunate we're a veteran team that um, that knows how to win, and uh, you know they're 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 going to put themselves in the best spot. But as far as training or anything like that, we haven't uh, we haven't got to that uh, next stage. Uh, the NHL is sort of working this in phases, and phase two would be um, being able to open up our practice facility to small groups of. of potentially eight eight to ten to come in and train off the ice and then phase three would be a, a training camp uh, where you come back in you're on the ice and it'd be like what you do in september and then phase four would be the competition so we're still in phase one where we're, we're sequestered and not having uh, a physical contact with the players and just trusting their professionalism that they're they're doing what's necessary to stay ready how much time do you think or does the league think players would need as far as a camp of sorts before getting back to whatever version of competition it will be, whether it be regular season or a semblance of a playoff? I, I think that's a, uh, a two-fold question. Is, uh, the quicker you can get into Phase 2, likely the less, the less time you need in Phase 3. Uh, you know, if, if we have to, to train in small groups and, and you're getting back into to training for, for a few weeks, you, you might only need two or three weeks of training camp. If you, if you basically come right, almost skip phase two because of health concerns and go right to phase three, then you're going to need a little bit more longer time on the ice. Everybody wants the players to be in, uh, in, in good condition where they're not uh, subjecting themselves to injury or, or fatigue too quickly. But it, it's going to be a different time. But I would say somewhere between, you know, in my own, my own personal opinion, anywhere from at the, at the very short end, uh, uh, two weeks to the top end, four weeks. 
Now, the AHL shuts down last week. Uh, how does that impact things for you guys and, of course, teams throughout the league that have affiliates with, with the AHL and, and what that could mean for expanded rosters potentially uh, if, if you do have uh, something similar to what baseball is talking about with, like, a taxi squad during the playoffs? Yeah, I think it's a uh, – it's uh, I look at that, again, in two different uh, two different areas or two different – uh, pods in the sense that you want the American League is, is your primary development league and so you really like the players playing in, in difficult games in March and April to, to secure a playoff spot and to plan the playoffs for their, their growth. Uh, they We've all lost that opportunity. Uh, how, it, how it affects your NHL team when you come back is uh, most teams will carry a playoff roster of around 30 people uh, if you know your black aces when your American League team is done and uh, I think that that's probably a number that, that uh, will have to be negotiated. But uh, you're going to have to – so our top prospects are players that we think can come in and help us if, if necessary, uh, I think would be here for Phase 3. Um, again, uh, so it's everything is new, basically, uh, in, in that sense. Uh, when, when we have our American League team, when our junior players or, or college players – or European players are done, they can go down there and play in the American League to just get their feet wet with the pro game. Obviously, they don't have that opportunity this year. So everything's a little bit fluid, but we are excited about the the growth of some of our prospects this year. And if we can get them in here to to be part of a, a reopening and then and be around a playoff uh, atmosphere and format as, as different as it's going to be, it's only it only benefits them long term. With those rosters for the playoffs, one of the things that every sport is navigating is how do you handle it if slash when somebody tests positive and each game is different. You know, with with golf, they're in a pretty bubbleized situation in which you can have a player and a caddy and and uh, navigate rules like they are right now with the stick in and so on and so forth. With hockey, it can't, contact's inevitable. Unlike baseball, where they can sit separately in the stands with without a dugout. You've got line changes. You can't be in a spot where you're sitting in the stands. So what is, what have the conversations been like, Doug, with regard to, um, you know, how the league would handle, how teams would handle testing, and if and when somebody were to test positive? Uh, I'm not trying to be evasive. That's actually above my pay grade in the sense that I think the the, the commissioner and the PA are talking about that behind closed doors. Yeah. I don't really think they're they're, they're looking for for you know you have 31 teams with five or six people they're not looking for 150 people's opinions on, on how to do this right. i think they're they're going to they're going to work with the medical experts and come up with a formula that they think is best for us whether um, if you're tested positive how, how that happens i wouldn't even want to hazard a guess because uh, uh again i think that's just a little bit past my pay grade and i know they're they have the professionals working on that behind the scenes it's uh, it's it's a, it's a unique spot, of course, for everybody across the world. This is an outlier for everyone's lives. You apply it to sports, uh, and the the Vladimir Tarasenko gets a couple of extra months um, to to heal that shoulder. What have your conversations been like with him? And uh, the proverbial generic "How is he feeling?" question. Uh, he's feeling well. Uh, we've had some conversations. Uh, he's obviously in, in touch uh, with our strength and conditioning coach. Uh, he'll be ready to go when we come out of this. And uh, uh, he, it's been a long year for Vladdy, obviously coming off of a championship and and wanting to have a great year, and then missing uh, the majority of the season. I know he was looking forward to the playoffs, and hopefully we can give him that opportunity to come back. And uh, um, you know, it, that that's the the different part I think from this year is that. 
most teams should be at a, a very close to 100%, uh, and, and that never happens when you're entering the playoffs. And that's that's what makes the Stanley Cup a, a great uh, a great tournament and a very difficult championship to win. Is you have to overcome not only playoff injuries but regular season injuries, and it's going to be quite a bit different this year. Uh, but you know, as I said, it's going to be the same for everybody. But I know Vladdy's uh, worked hard and uh, um, is going to be in great shape when he comes back in here. And I know he's looking forward to getting back on the ice with his teammates. You know, it's funny. You have you have a team that's first place in the conference, defending cup champions. And I was talking about on our radio show, Doug Armstrong is going to be a guest on the show. And I said, you know, so anything that people would be interested in hearing us discuss, let me know and I'll see if I can uh, fit it into our conversation. And I would say about half the questions were, hey, can you ask about Petrangelo? Can you ask about Petrangelo? And I can't imagine that you're going to decide to take this opportunity to reveal all of your plans. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm well aware of that when I, when I get into this topic. With that all said, um, what, is, what is your viewpoint on it? Because fans are kind of playing the hand backwards and going, oh, my gosh, the Blues are kind of getting up against it with the cap. And you have a guy playing arguably his best season of his career and he's the captain of the the first guy to touch the Stanley Cup in Blues history. What is what are the Blues thinking? So, I'll I'll, I'll ask it as open ended as possible. What are you thinking regarding Alex Petrangelo? Well, I'll give everyone a little bit of history. Uh, I, I started working in uh, for the Blues uh, around June first, and then we then Alex was drafted later on that month. So, uh, I Alex and I have been together with the Blues uh, since. Uh, you know, since the day he was drafted, I was new to this. So I, I have a, the utmost respect for Alex uh, on, on and off the ice. But off the ice, you know, you you have an 18-year-old player and you he goes back to play junior hockey two years. He goes to the World Junior and has a great a great uh, uh, World Junior. Then he comes into our team and never has to play in the minors and, and is a second-team all-star and I think his third and fourth year, second and third year. So he, I've got a ton of respect. And then you, you watch him, him grow off the ice as a person from – from a, a young man uh, finding his way to now he's got uh, he's got a lovely wife triplets and another one on the way so you know yeah. just being part of watching him uh, grow off the ice has been been a lot of fun and uh, uh, from the business side uh, he he's our captain he's someone that uh, uh, when David left uh, he was the natural uh, selection in my mind uh, to be the captain um, I know he wants to be here I know we want to keep him here and it's it's just a function of the business. Uh, when we we left uh, our, our GM meetings in March, we were still playing hockey, and there was an indication that the salary cap was going to be uh, anywhere. It's eighty-one-five, the upper limit now. Uh, they were talking eighty-four to eighty-eight, so we had an idea of a flexibility. Uh, obviously, with with the pandemic uh, in, in in the NHL system, it's a hockey-related revenues at the fifty-fifty split with the players for the cap. So we have to we have to make an adjustment, but I know from from the St. Louis Blues perspective, we're going to uh, do everything we can to 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 get Alex under contract and keep him here. And uh, I know that's what he wants. And it's just a timing issue now. Not not a lot has really changed since uh, since the end of the season. We signed a couple of uh, younger players uh, forwards that don't affect that. And uh, you know we we signed Scandella, which to me really doesn't affect that. He's a left shot player that replaced. Uh, Bowmeister after, and we're going to have to add someone there. So uh, we're going to have to get creative. And Alex is, uh, wants to to be part of this, and we want to be part of it. So our job is when we find out all the exact details, we'll get to work and, and do what we can do to make sure he retires a blue. You made reference to that salary cap and how it could be impacted by the pandemic. How much does that then cause you to go? Okay, well, we might need to alter our strategy a little bit, or is that something that that 
that you feel comfortable navigating? Uh, well, we feel comfortable navigating. We've been a cap team uh, since Mr. Stillman and his group bought the team. So we understand what it's like to bump your head against the ceiling every year. Yeah. And you have to get creative. You have to make difficult decisions. And uh, uh, this year is going to be no different. It's, you know, a little bit harder, but also uh, it's a great opportunity for other teams that that have the cap space to to acquire players that they might, might not have been available uh, due to the cap increase, so there's there's a lot of moving parts, but we're I'm very comfortable in our the experience of our of our hockey operations staff with uh, uh, Bill Armstrong as our lead our assistant manager leading the draft. That great comfort there, Rob DeMaio and Dave Taylor and Al McGinnis have a ton of experience. So I think we're going to have to negotiate through this, uh, but I feel very comfortable that that we have the experience to uh, to take this head on. Final line of questioning, and it ties into the Petrangelo discussions. You've been forthright, and I think fans love this. I think it's one of the reasons why uh, the Blue Stanley Cup win was so, so massively popular and energetic for this region is because fans felt like there was an ownership and a management and a coaching staff and a team and organization all committed to winning. But it wasn't just about winning in 19. You were forthright with UCA window. And with that window, we're going to try to capitalize on it. And I would imagine, of course, Petrangelo certainly is something that, as you just said, is, is a big part of that, that uh, picture. So how do you view that? How do you view what is taking place now and how that alters uh, the way that the games are played, the way that this playoff season could wind up playing out, and then how you visualize a window for this Blues organization? Well, I think when we uh, missed the playoffs by a point, uh, we certainly got a move got aggressive at the draft and free agency bringing in uh, O'Reilly and Bozak and Perron and Maroon and uh, uh, felt that we were opening a five-year window that we could be competitive with the top teams. We had spent uh, nine, the previous nine years being a top team in the NHL. I think we were probably second or third in the NHL in total points over um, over that, uh, that time frame and it's only increased over the last two years. But uh, we were fortunate enough to win that first year, and, and there's going to be change every year, whether it's uh, at any level. You, you in, in a cap system, you just can't bring the same team back year after year. But we we believe there's a nucleus here that if there is one or two alterations, that there's enough players here. And uh, you know, the the growth of someone like Robert Thomas uh, has makes us feel really good about where we're at. Uh, we have a Hobie Baker winner, which is basically the Heisman Trophy for hockey, uh, and Scott Prunovitz that, that's going to come in and play on our team uh, next year. And uh, so we, you know, we're, we're excited about our, our youth, but we also understand that uh, uh, the the Petrangelos, the Perenkos, the Folks, the O'Reillys, the Perrons, the Shens, the Swartz—they have to carry the mail. That's their—they're in that part of their career, and and we we believe that we're going to be able to keep a, a fair number of those guys for the next four or five years to continue to push to try and be competitive for another championship. People love to hear that. Doug, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us and update us on not only the state of things with the NHL restarting, but also the Petrangelo discussions, which I know our audience is very uh, anxious to hear. We really appreciate the time, Doug. Thanks so much. Well, thank you very much for having me on, and, and health and safety to, uh, to all, all your listeners. Thank you. You too as well. There it is, Blues General Manager Doug Armstrong with us here on the Tim McKernan Show. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Doug Armstrong for joining. Thank you to Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com. Thank you to James Carlton, the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Design Air, heating and cooling online at designairservice.com. Seth Goldcamp and his family 
uh, do a wonderful job. They've been doing it since 1904. Design Air, heating and cooling online at designairservice.com. Uh, Ryan Kelly, Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, Design Air, Heating and Cooling, and James Carlton make the podcast possible. Thank you to Doug Armstrong, and thank you to you for listening. This has been another edition of the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network. Thank- to be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, Ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.